spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Blanket Thursday! This is Chad Show's portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical. The two-time better winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award, Steve Zinsmeister, in for Gatos. Get us back on Tuesday. I am a parent. We've got little ones. I got uh, two 12 year olds. I got a 14 year old, and I have a four year old. And Becky, you are a parent as well. I am. Uh, this lady here that we're going to talk about, uh, she lets her little one do a little something something at the house. I think her kid's about seven years old. Take a listen. Yeah, here's the mom. I'm very confident in my parenting style, so let's talk about it. About a year or two ago, I decided that I would be the person in my daughter's life to teach her the context of swear words. Swear words. That's what we're talking about here. Do you let your kids swear at home? Let's hear what she has to say. And in my home, they're actually called home words because that's what they are. They are words that are only allowed to be used at home. That makes sense to me so far. I'm okay with that. Okay, let's keep going. And with that being said, home words are actually a privilege, which means it can be revoked at any time. Examples of when home words would be revoked is if she would ever use a home word to offend or be mean to another person or to even be mean about herself. But you- That's an important point. There's a difference yeah. between swearing at somebody and swearing, like, conversationally. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. It's like, you know, I'm playing soccer, I miss a shot, you drop a, ah, oh, blankety blank. Okay, you're not swearing at somebody. You're okay. Forgiven, but you can't call somebody. You can't come and call somebody blankety blank. Right, of course. You want to know what's so crazy? In the past two years of teaching my daughter context and allowing her to use homewards, we've never had an issue. She's a very well behaved, polite little girl who just gets good grades and is respectful to teachers and classmates. Never had an issue. Isn't that crazy? I. Okay, I, I get that. Because on the one hand, we raise our kids to be better than ourselves, right? Like, we can all acknowledge, I mean, I've been known to I sabotage my kids. I really sabotage okay, them. Okay, Chad. No, no, that's what the goal is, right? To, 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 to raise young adults that are going to be respectful contributors to society. And if you're trying to raise your kid better than, you know, you currently act as an adult, then you set the bar so that, I mean, we all get corrupted as we get older, right? And if you're starting from bad and you corrupt, then it gets worse. Yeah. If you start from, okay, let's try to be polite and be nice as a kid, and then you get corrupted over time, then you become you and me. So I, I don't have a huge problem with this because it gives the parents the opportunity to kind of educate the kids on what's a, how does this even work? How does this word work? That's right. In conversation and in society. Not to encourage it but to rather inform and teach your kid. So, Becky, uh, uh, your kids are older. Uh, my kids, like well, I said, have a four-year-old. They're not super old, but they're older than my four-year-old. Uh, when did they start? Have they cussed? And when did they start at your house? Hmm. You know, I never really heard them use those kind of words in my presence until they kind of, I don't know, maybe 18. I'm not I'm not saying they didn't use them around their friends. Yeah. You know, but uh, I occasionally hear them drop one, yeah. one or two these days. The other know. day. <laughs> yeah. Like, was my spot with one? <laughs> no. my, 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 my little one, Charlie, she's four. I said something. I was a little pissed about the car being broken. Into. <laughs> oh, yeah, says, you got robbed. Yeah. yeah. So and she goes, Daddy, did you say blank? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, you got caught. And I said, I did. And I meant it. <laughs> and I meant it. I basically, as I said, I did. And I said, this this situation deserves something like that. I was very frustrated. She goes, but we shouldn't use those words like that. I said, no. But uh, I give, like, Jack's 12. He cusses. 
you know, and the little boys, that's kind of what they do. Then he doesn't do anything bad. Uh, we have the cusp bus. We're like, you know, if every once in a while you're inside the bus, you know, not the bus, but like our car and some, you know, when they're playing video games, you know, they, that's kids. And, and I told Jack, when you're on the ice. Playing hockey. Playing a little hockey. You're battling each other, hitting guys. Stuff will come out. I said, but you leave it there. Right, you don't cuss at other people. You don't do. You know, you you, you try to uh, leave it out there. But I also understand that they're older. You know, as they get older, they're with their friends. They're going to say some stuff. And, and context to me is very important. <laughs> do you right. differentiate to, uh, between a swear word and a cuss word or a slash dirty word? See, is there a I difference? do. To me, there is. To me, a swear word are the words that you should never say. Oh, like. Yeah. When you take the Lord's name in vain. Yes. That, to me, is a swear word. Yeah. And it's like, we're not saying that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. Uh, like so, Charlie's even really good at going, oh, my gosh, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, But then a dirty word are kind of like all the others that have the nice hard consonants on the end that, yes. that make you feel better when you hit your hammer with a thumb. It, you know, I it, mean, you hit your thumb with a hammer. I think just, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I, it is. But I remember my little brother, my other little brother, uh, Tristan, he... I, I think he was probably six or seven, and my older sister, uh, she comes in the house and she says, "Tristan called me a blank and blank." And my mother looked right at her and goes, "What were you?" <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I think I'm thinking back on my childhood. My dad always was kind of like looking at us, like, "Hey, just don't throw it around, mom." Yes, don't throw it around, mom. And so we didn't. For most of my, my childhood, we didn't really say that kind of stuff around the house. And now, as adults, you know, when you're with your parents, uh, you know, it comes up in conversation and you say something. And I think to myself, oh, crap. And I look over at my mom and I see her reaction. And then she'll say it. And I'll be like, you know what? She's just trying to fit in. Now. Off the off the hook there. Yeah. I, I you know, I had a uh, playing soccer. I always had a bad mouth. I still do at times have a bad mouth. But I'll tell well, you, you what. You played in Europe. When I went to Europe and I went to England, oh, my God. By The, the C word, by the way, is used all the time, anytime, forever. It's no big deal over there. No. And coming from America where it is a big deal, it was shocking to see how much that word was dropped. But I also said fanny over there. Which is not the same thing as it is here. Oh, really? And they free, yeah, it's the obvious. So a fanny is the lady bit, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, in the front, if you will. And, and oh. whoa, they freaked out. Bloody is also something that people are, oh, you know, say yeah. bloody, man. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so weird. But I was always amazed, though. One thing that used to always make me laugh when I play, I play, you know, play against foreign teams and everything. Man, a lot of people cuss in English. <laughs> Even if they speak French or German or, or they're du- they cuss in English, and it is hilarious. My dad used to tell me as a kid, I'd rather you learn these things from me yes. than on the streets or at school or wherever it may be where you're going to learn it and you're going to think it's funny as a kid. So you're going to do it naturally because yeah. you want to draw attention to yourself as a kid. And I was never like that. And I think it was probably because of something like this, what this mom is doing. Yeah. My parents had not the exact same rule. We didn't cuss around the house very much, but I think that they were okay with it. As long as it happened at home and it wasn't derogatory towards some, yeah, somebody. Yeah, it, it was a, uh, for, for, for me, it was always kind of the same thing. Because my dad and my mom, the whole thing is you take the stigma out of the word. You know, and it's like, it's not a big deal kind of thing. And I tell the kids, you know, just don't be foolish with it. And, and you know, be respectful to people. And, and you know, but if you're, if you're stub your toe and you want to say something, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not. Coming up next, uh, I read this today. Arizona has some of the highest 
COVID rates in the country. Good for us. Higher than any other state. How did we do that? Will Arizona's, Arizona's people put their masks back on? I really doubt that. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Steve Zinsmeister in for Gatos today, but the Gatos Big Q poll question survives. It's brought to you by the Valley Toyota dealers. Here's the question, Chad. Go for it. With an increase in COVID cases, the Arizona Department of Health Services is recommending... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Wearing a mask indoors. Will you follow the recommendation? Yes, no, or heck no? Uh, heck no. And do you want to guess which option is leading? It's heck no, 47% of people. That's actually not as high as I thought it would be. But when you combine that with no, you've still got like... You got 73% of people. people, So there you go. So that's... uh, I can see that. Look... You've been away from it too long for people to go back to that. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. There's no... uh, We have been totally away from it too long. I think we're also looking at it too, you know, because there was a couple memos that leaked that was that last week with uh, Dr. Fauci that said uh, no, they're, you know, unless you're wearing the N49, all those masks are completely ineffective. I just think people think if it's it better be something like Ebola virus flying around that to, that's going to get people to wear masks. That's, that's about it. I read this today uh, on Arizona's family their website. Eight Arizona counties currently have high transmission levels. We heard that yesterday from the health department. And Arizona is the only state in the country where every single county has either medium or high levels of COVID-19 transmission. We are the only state in the union with bad COVID everywhere. Well, you know, why is it always us? We have the worst inflation in the country. We have the worst COVID in the country. But the hospitals aren't crushed. No, but they are rising over the last month. But how much of that is also due to the flu and RSV, which has been a huge hitter, especially for kids? Yeah, That's there's been something deal. going around. I mean, you got something like a week and a half ago. Well, you know, I, I got t- something after you did. I was talking to Jamie today because I came in and did the morning show with uh, old Jim Sharp and, and Jamie. Uh, and Jamie sounded like this. And she goes, it's just like me right here, like in the nose, almost like a mini sinus infection. My head didn't hurt. My I wasn't achy. But it was I didn't. But it was so bizarre because it was so much of this. Uh, and and you got some. How sick were you? You weren't that Something sick. Something goes around. Yeah, I mean, I bad enough that uh, I didn't want to do extra stuff on Thanksgiving. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's go over there. No, I'm not going over to that oh, house. Oh, yeah. I no. don't want to go over there. I don't want to infect people. That was my excuse. Really? That's a good excuse. No, it was an COVID excuse. COVID was I, a great excuse to get out of just about anything. Pretty much. And I didn't have COVID. To be clear, like, we, I, I did go and, like, went to my doctor and it was a sinus infection. Not a lot you like you talked about. And it's like, all right, great. Well, I don't feel bad enough to not do everything in it's my okay. life. It's okay. You don't have to lie. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Gato's type of contract. I have to use his microphone. Is he going to be okay when he comes back so, on Monday? It is, it's okay. We are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chad, you, you got, I got a headache. Yeah, just go get COVID. Oh, I, I COVID tested last night. <laughs> Did you get your ninth booster yet? <laughs> it's so true. We were just like, he is such a... Uh, because even last night, he's going on a mini vacation. We we're making fun of, oh, don't get kidnapped. Don't get this. Don't get that. Don't get <laughs> We uh, brought up an odd story earlier. Tell me if this is too extreme, but New York City has a new idea for how to solve their homeless problem. Basically, they're rounding people up who have mental illness. And I don't know how they determine whether or not they're mentally ill right on the spot, but they're rounding up mentally ill people and putting them in facilities, facilities, hospitals. Yeah. To get 
involuntary treatment for their illness. Uh, Is that too much? It's a weird world. And I'll tell you, look, I am a huge believer of the Constitution. And I don't want people snatched off the streets because people will abuse it. Here's my issue. That guy's talking to a tree with one shoe. Okay? He's been there for four hours, and they started kissing an hour ago. I don't think he's well, and I think he needs help. The problem is, and and here's the other thing. First of all, one of the biggest homeless shelters in the world is the New York subway. People are afraid to go places in New York now, walking down the streets in certain areas. Where does your rights as a human being and your constitutional rights end when you start harassing everybody and people don't want, you know, it's there's that issue. And we know we're not talking about we're not talking about, you know, sticking somebody in a drug treatment center, like just snatch them off the the street kind of thing. We're talking about people who are supposed to be really mentally ill. The police will call somebody who will show up from. Like their their social services, who can help make a snatch ju- a snap judgment? It's that weird thing about where does your rights uh, uh, as a person who may be mentally ill, you should have your rights. And though when you start accosting people, and Eric Adams says we know they're going to commit crimes, He's the mayor. he has committed crimes over and over, or she's committed crimes over and over, and we now have to wait until they do something else, and then we just release them back out in the street. I think what he wants to do is stop releasing them and try to get to it before. It's a tough thing, man. Listen, I don't have a problem with offering up help to those who need it. They won't I think take that's it. great. And- and, and a lot of them won't. You're probably right about that. Some people won't take the help. But I don't love the word involuntary. Yeah. Anytime you have involuntary next to government, I don't really like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they're going to make that's you a do chi- something. That's that a China gonna, thing. The government r- rounding up people, regardless of what they're doing with those people, rounding up people just never carries a good connotation no. to it. And the other scary I don't thing like is, is, you know, like the drug thing is we so many of these blue states you know, blue cities have allowed because they want to to give and they want to be caring and they think that allowing these people to live the life the way they live in the whole nine yards and maybe trying to get them help here and there rather than maybe cracking down a little bit sooner, stopping the crime, doing things, you're, you're enabling them. You're not helping them. And that is cruel. Well, and I to go back to your previous point, I don't know that police in any state, let alone New York, that cops are equipped to make those decisions in the moment, whether or not is this a drug? Is this person on drugs uh, or or used to being on drugs? Yeah. Is this person mentally ill? Is this person just a, a bit different because they've been living on the street for years? Yeah. And, and, and how do you make that determination in the moment? Do you just round them up and say, all right, we'll figure it out when we get to the hospital? The whole thought We'll figure is, out what you need later. This is going to be in conjunction with somebody who is trained to be able to make a kind of a snap judgment on that. Coming up next on the Gators and Chad show, we're going to hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn is going to read the news. I'm Steve Zinsmeister in for Gatos. Me and Chad, we're going to interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Snark! Snark's coming! Lots of snark. Prepare Snarky. for snark. That's next on the Gators and Chad show. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. That's right. We do it every single day at this time. We bust in on Becky Lynn. We start holding up those headlines. And we do it every day. And we do it with a little bit of snark and a lot of pizzazz. Let's do some of that right now. 
Arizona votes. New this afternoon, an Arizona judge has ordered the Cochise County Board of Supervisors to canvass the 2022 election by 5 o'clock this afternoon. Superior Court Judge Casey McGinley found the board exceeded its lawful authority by delaying the certification. The only lawful purpose under which they could have delayed that canvassing requirement is if elections had not been received. However, that did not occur in this case. Cochise is the only county in Arizona that did not certify the election results by the November 28th deadline. And Secretary of State Katie Hobbs calls the court's decision to make Cochise County canvass the election results a win, tweeting, the decision ensures that all votes will be counted. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, uh, not a shocker, although, uh, Steve, we got some... (laughs) This just keeps getting... Dumber and dumber. So not only did they have a court proceeding today to basically tell the county, the Cochise County Board of Supervisors how to do their job. They're supposed to be meeting now-ish. I don't know if that's happening yet. Uh, and they're supposed to certify by 5 o'clock. They hired a lawyer this morning to go to the court proceeding with them to represent Because the first them. lawyer. The first one, they didn't actually ask him. They just said, we're hiring him. And then he was like, no. And now they get a lawyer. He didn't show up to the hearing today. And apparently, I'm finding out now that he filed a motion during the proceeding to take the case out of that court and put it in the Eastern District of Arizona court. Where would that be? That's not a thing, Chad. No. Well, that's not going to That's a non-existent federal court. What is happening right now? Man, this is what happens, kids. This is what happens. We are we are dealing with a bunch of people who have lost their minds, and every time they think, hey, we've got to show you guys what's really going on, the reality is they continue to mess up more and make themselves look like buffoons. We're holding up the headlines. The Senate passed legislation today to avoid a potentially economically catastrophic rail strike. It comes just a day after the House approved the measure. The Senate overwhelmingly voted to ratify the tentative agreement between rail companies and unions in order to avoid a rail strike that could have come as early as December 9th. The bill now heads to President Biden's desk, who had pleaded with Congress to act quickly. The Senate also considered a 60-day extension off the deadline and granting rail workers seven paid sick days. Both of those measures failed. The Senate's bipartisan move averts a rail strike that could have disrupted the supply chain and cost the nation's economy up to $2 billion a day. Emlyn, ABC News, Washington. All right, Chad, give us some context. What would things have looked like if there was a rail strike? Uh, With inflation being where it is now, uh, it would have been a nightmare. It would have hurt a lot of small and medium-sized businesses would have been hammered. Uh, You know, big businesses that had enough trucks and fleets to keep it going, they would have been uh, hurt a little bit, but not as bad. But it would have been ugly. And the weird thing is, Democrats who live for the unions, they were the ones who went against the unions on this because inflation is where it's at. And they're terrified that this thing is going to continue through because they think that we may have averted the worst. Man, uh, if you're a railway worker today, I don't think you're thrilled by this. Rolled up the headlines. KTAR Eyes on Education. A group of state lawmakers wants Governor Ducey to call a special session so they can vote to lift the aggregate expenditure limit. This would let schools access funds that have already been approved for them. Governor Ducey, all we're asking you to do is to do your job 
and keep your promise. State Senator Sean Bowie explains he was promised that Ducey would call a special session if Democrats voted for the state budget back in June. A spokesman for the governor's office tells KTAR Ducey made significant investments in K-12 education and would like schools to have access to those funds. Mark this down as one of the dumbest laws we have in Arizona. Yeah. Yes, The aggregate expenditure strange. limit. Literally, this is what it is. You cannot spend more than a certain amount of money on Arizona schools. There is a cap. Yeah. Why do we need that? And we have and to release the funds. We have to yet. go, everyone, the money's there. Release the funds. And until that happens, we don't release the funds. So Joe Dana over at 12 News has done some really good reporting on this. He just tweeted a while ago that uh, Udall has the votes in both the Arizona Senate and the House to get this thing done, yeah. to get rid of it. Let's just get if it not done. just for this year to give schools the money this year, but for the future and just get rid of the AEL entirely. Yeah. Governor Ducey has to call the special session. Where are you at, Governor? Yeah. You got one month left in office. You want to do something good? Do this. Not a bad thing to do. It's and not it a bad happens thing. every single every year. year. Single year. Every year at the same time. Remember last year they took it right down to the wire. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like, you know, it's like when we, how many times do we avert a lockdown or a shutdown when it comes to our government, and then they pat themselves on the back when they do something that everybody should do? And keep in mind, if they have the votes today, that doesn't necessarily mean they have the votes during the regular session in January, because all of the lawmakers get switched out, because yeah. we just had an election. Yeah. So get it done now. We're all up to headlines. That's why events like these are super important. Valley police and firefighters are giving blood side by side, kicking off Vitalant's first responders holiday blood drive campaign. KTAR's Colton Krolak now joins us live with more. One of those people thankful for events like these is Officer Austin Peru, who says he wouldn't be here without them. I look down at my chest and I see blood pouring out of my chest. And uh, that's when I knew that, you know, I needed to get help right away. In February, Officer Peru was shot multiple times when responding to a home invasion call. Blood transfusions saved his life. Now he says he realizes the importance of blood donations, and once he's healthy, he plans to donate himself. To donate, go to Vitalant.org. Reporting live, Colton Krulak, KTAR News. It's good to give. It is. It's a little thing that everybody can do, uh, and uh, you know, it's a good reminder that we can all take a second and and give something. And that's one of those things that you know. And a lot of times you see them because we've I've seen by talent out here a couple times when I pull in and they're, they're doing that. It's a simple and easy thing to do and it makes you feel like, hey, I did a little something. You might be freaked out by needles or, or the, the act of giving blood might scare you in general. I understand that. Please recognize how important this act is and how simple it is for somebody to give blood. It's not giving your left arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're not chopping off a limb here. You'll be fine within minutes and it could save somebody's life. Yeah. We're, we're rolling up the headlines. COVID numbers up this winter, but so are cases of two other respiratory viruses, the flu and RSV. Well, Humble, the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association, says RSV is hitting young kids who are the most at risk hard this year. This RSV virus happens every winter, but the enormous spike in RSV cases, especially hospitalizations, it's unprecedented. Humble adds that influenza is up as part of a rebound effect because COVID precautions like wearing the masks kept numbers low in the past few years. He recommends you get both your flu shot and your coronavirus booster. Yeah, if you want to. I mean, again, uh, consult your doctor and go ahead and do that. Uh, the flu shot, we know why the flu and RSV has been, we we hid for a long time. It's everybody asked us to stay home, so a lot of people stayed home. And other viruses that we had built up, some T-cell immunity, things like that, after, when they reemerged, 
uh, boom, they hit us harder than before. And, and coronavirus is going to be with us forever. And I don't, you know, there's just not a lot we're going to be able to say about that. COVID's up. Flu is up. RSV is up. My understanding is of those three, only RSV does not have a vaccine. Yeah. And, then, and the flu shot is kind of like a 50 thing. And the coronavirus shot is, all yeah. of them, you know, you're going to, how they, many? But they have some form of protection against those. Yeah. My understanding is that RSV does not. So that's part of the reason. And that it that's really, if RSV hits kids very hard. That's the big thing with the kids. It hits them very, very hard. Hold up the headlines. All right. That's holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while... Gatos and Chad, of course, Gatos not here today. Steve Zinsmeister with you. We Interrupting, react. reacting to the day's top headlines. There's usually some snark. A little there. bit of snark. We can't not have some snark. Uh, straight ahead, uh, dating. Kind of dead, right? Things are changing in the dating world, and this is uh, very interesting. Why uh, this certain date may be going away. And if you guys remember Laverne and Shirley, if you guys remember Laverne and Shirley, uh, they used to have a drink that they liked to drink. Well, Pepsi's trying to bring it back. We'll talk about that straight ahead. It's and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, do you know a Remarkable Valley teacher deserving of 2500 bucks? Then you should definitely text TEACHER to 411923. Nominate that teacher today for pay tribute to a teacher. It's something that we do on the show every month. TEACHER to 411923. It's pay tribute to a teacher presented by your Valley Toyota dealers. Ah. By the way, we got to get to your story about uh, we may have just destroyed the world and nobody really, they thought, oh, I can't believe that worked. We apparently come up with a wormhole. Yeah. Scientists now say uh, they announced yesterday they created two small wormholes. And nobody thought to stop and think, you know what, is, is this a bad idea? Should we not do this? Maybe we'll dive more into that a little bit later. Uh, there is some breaking news that Becky Lynn just broke uh, about Cochise County. I they she are, fixes it. I know. If you're going to break that news, Stop you better fix it. stuff. Seriously. Uh, Cochise County is the final county in Arizona to certify their elections. They really only did it because a court made them. Um, but I'm glad that the court stepped up, upheld the law. Uh, it's a county where the Board of Supervisors is three people, two Republicans and one Democrat. She, of course, voted to certify. The other two did not. And uh, the court said, you have to meet, you have to certify. And by force of hand, they finally did. So now we can just stop so now, talking about that, I guess. Yeah, so now we can talk about the other lawsuits and all the people are going to be coming out of the woodwork oh, in the yeah. next couple of days. Because I know that there's supposed to be, you know, people. I'm like, who are the people? You know, the people. No, I don't know who the people are. People are going to come out of the work and talk about how under sworn affidavits, except for the part where they swore those affidavits, that they were turned away or abused or their votes weren't counted. So I want to see how that plays itself out because I keep waiting for all of the stuff. Remember? Remember? You know, still waiting for the stuff from 2020. That they're going to unleash the Kraken. Still wait for the Kraken. I think we're all past that. I think we're all past it, too. But eventually you have to learn that that is not going to play. But they have not learned that lesson. Speaking of lessons, dating. We're getting rid of something. People are cheap. Getting rid of dating? Eh, Well, I haven't. Most people got rid of dating. Uh, It's much different now. It's swipe right or left and, you know, hookup culture. But even not even that, right? Because now young people just don't even date. So the the news story is that dinner first dates are not really a thing thanks to partially the pandemic and people didn't want to go out to dinner or couldn't go out to dinner for a time because of businesses being closed or just being near someone was kind of taboo at the time uh so since the pandemic there's less people eating dinner out on their first date so what does a first date look like in modern dating coffee should be coffee go that's it i've always been about that have you have you seen a goodwill hunting 
when he goes, hey, why don't we just meet for uh, caramel apples? Just as random as coffee? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Just some, yeah, so you're not committed. What if you get there with that first date and you go, I dislike this person intently. Now you're stuck for a whole dinner. Right. So coffee is 30, 45 minutes stops, and then I got a meeting, got to go. So I was reading this article, and there was a, a woman quoted in the article who says, I go for walks for first dates at the park. <laughs> and we go for a walk. There's no cost to you other than the energy it takes to walk around the park. And you, you talk to each other, and by the time you get to the end of your walk, you determine whether or not you want to spend money on this person on a second date. Totally free. You get to talk to the person. There's no loud noises. There's none of that. There's like, no big bill like at the end of in the, the day. Woods? That seems a little weird. Hey, you want to go on a walk in the woods? You try that out and tell me how that works. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea the more I talk about it. Uh, yeah, coffee, I guess. It's, it's always meeting in a public place, right? You know, you meet in a public place. That way everybody knows we're good and, you know, that so-and-so's not nuts or whatever. Cost plays into this, too, though. Yeah. I mean, we talk about inflation. Uh, dates are becoming more expensive, I assume. They are. And men aren't working. My girlfriend and I, we so started... Losers. You guys are a bunch of losers. My girlfriend and I started dating online. Uh, we we were online dating four years ago, and we went on our first date. We, we picked uh, Topgolf is a place that I like to go, and that was where we met, was on our first date, on our first date. And... I spent a lot of money on that date. Yeah, Top Golf is a bit of spending. I love we Top Golf. We talk about that too. It's ex- it can be expensive, especially when you're there for a long time. Oh, but I love Top Golf. You get food and you get drinks and you have to pay for the golf and then you don't bring your own clubs, so you got to have their clubs. Yeah. Then we awesome. went for ice cream afterwards. I mean, that's an expensive first date. Did it work out? I mean, we're still together four years later. Well, there you go then. So it wasn't that expensive. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good. It was, just, it was very expensive. The coffee thing is interesting. And you have to have your go-to, like, you know, your friend text you, you know, for, for that out. Like, oh, just in case, you know, look, this guy's got, you know, he's got a, he's got three arms and no eyes. He I, lied about his picture. I have a friend who always says, I'm going on a date. We're going to get coffee. I'm like, do you drink coffee? They're like, no. 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 But that's what you do. You get coffee. That's the new thing. It used to be dinner and a movie. Coming up next on the Kados and Chad Show, Cochise County. They finally, finally did what they were supposed to. What did they do? We'll tell you what happened next.